Hey, it's Pastor Nick from Grace River Church, and I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope you find today's message encouraging and transformative in your life. We'd love for you to join us online each Sunday morning at 10 a.m. by visiting graceriverva.com slash live. Now, enjoy the message. Good morning. Welcome to Grace River. We're doing our online service today, and we're just so excited that you're here. I know that the snow has just really messed us up for the last couple of days, but you know, two things. Um, I know a lot of people who have been praying for snow for weeks, and God certainly has answered their prayer, but I want those same people who have been praying for snow to get a shovel and, and help people shovel out their driveways when snow does come. I'm just kidding. I want you to know that we're blessed. And I just want to open up with a passage this morning from the book of Psalms. Uh, we're going to continue our series on Acts. And it's going to be a little bit different service, I know, but I'm just glad you're with us online. And, and we want to take advantage of this to just stay connected with you. But Psalms chapter 107 says this, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His mercies endure forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed forever. He is redeemed from the hand of the enemy and gathered out of the lands from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. They wandered in wilderness in a desolate way, and they found no city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their souls fainted, and they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of their distress. He led them in the right way that they may go to a city, a dwelling place. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness. And I love this because he repeats that several times. And in verse 31, he says, Oh, that men would give thanks for the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works in the children of men. Let them exalt him also in the assembly of the people. Now, I know we're not corporately together this morning, and that is vital. But wherever you are right now, can we just even now prepare our hearts to just begin giving him praise? I don't want to insult your intelligence. I don't expect you to stand in your living rooms or stand with the family. You may want to. But even if now you just prepare your heart and say, God, you have blessed us. I want to prepare myself to give you praise and lift you up and receive your word this morning. Verse 33 says this. He turns a river into a wilderness. Now, he's talking to people who rebel against him. He turns water springs into dry ground, a fruitful land into barrenness for the wicked of those who dwell in it. But now listen to those who love God. Listen to what he does for those who pursue him. He turns a wilderness into pools of water, dry land into water springs, and there he makes the hungry dwell that they may establish a city, sow fields and plant vineyards, that they may yield fruit and harvest, and he blesses them that they may multiply. God is good to us. God blesses us in every area of our life. I, I don't know what you may be going through this morning, but we've still come to celebrate even on a day that the roads are still a little icy and we're just preparing things to get out for this coming week. I want you to know that God is with us. God is blessing. God is strengthening. And yes, we're going through some difficult times in our culture, 
in the world around us. Maybe you're going through some personal issues that, that you need special prayer. But I promise you, God cares. God is in the business of being God. He never changes. And I, I just want us to pray. Let's go before the Lord this morning in prayer. And we're going to get into the word here in just a moment. But can we pray? Father, I thank you for your blessings. I thank you for this day. I thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to just speak to my brothers and sisters for these next few moments. I thank you, God, that we have the opportunity that even when we can't gather together corporately, we can still be gathered. And Lord, although it's very different, we still give you praise. We thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. And God, just bless these next few minutes. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, real quick, <clears throat> and uh, listen, this place is, is uh, buzzing this morning, even here at the facilities. It's just Nick and I buzzing, but uh, we're buzzing around, I promise you. But we do have a couple of things that we want to make sure you keep on your, your list as you're moving through your schedules and the busy weeks that are ahead. <clears throat> you know, we've got a lot of things going on here at Grace River. And I just want to make sure we stay connected with you about it. Uh, the first thing is that, that our grace groups are starting this coming week. Now, we obviously know that depending on the weather and different things like that, things may get shifted around. But here's what we need you to do. <laughs> we need you to go online and immediately register for one of our groups. We've got three different groups we're starting. Um, Anthony is going to be meeting on Wednesday nights at 6.30. They're doing a, a study on the book of James, so they're just digging into the Word on the book of James. And I just encourage you to be a part of that. Anthony and Bob uh, are going to be sort of tag-teaming. It's a great group uh, for men, young adults, young couples, anyone who's just interested in delving into the Word. And we're offering that on Wednesday night, starting this Wednesday. And we'll be offering child care. So if you're a young couple and you have a, a child, please, we encourage you. We're going to be providing child care so you're able to come and just delve into the scripture with Anthony and Bob. But also, at the same time on Wednesday nights here at the church, uh, Ingrid is going to be doing a woman's study on women in the word. And we, again, encourage you to bring your children if necessary. And, and please understand, this is a great time. I talked to some young couples last week that they're looking at it from the standpoint of, a place to bring their child that's going to be taken care of, and the wife is going to go to the women's study, and the men's going to go to the book of James. So it's a perfect opportunity. And why are we doing this? Because it is necessary. We have to have fellowship. You know, Sunday mornings, just like today, if we were here corporately, this would be great, be powerful fellowship, prayer, worship, the word. But can I tell you that we really start to learn how to live it out throughout the week. So it's vital that we get together. So I encourage you this Wednesday. But we also need you to go to the website and register. Please do that. And, and then also we have a marriage group that's going to be meeting on Friday nights. I, I want to encourage you to please go online, register. Uh, Corey and Liz are going to be leading this study. They're doing it off campus. So they'll be doing it at um, Mimosa and Arson's home. And I just want to encourage you to sign up. Again, weather permitting, if there's any changes, if you've signed up and you've registered, we'll know how to connect with you and make sure you have the right information. But please, this is a great study they're going to be doing for marriages 
and just a great time of fellowship. So we want to encourage you to be a part of that. Also, in just a few weeks, February the 19th, please mark this down, February the 19th, we're going to be having our flow. Now, what is that? Uh, flow is what we do when we have a class. It's typically our membership class. So obviously, if you're new to the church, we encourage you. This is not a class that you take when you've decided, I'm going to be a member. This is a class to take, quite frankly, to decide if you even want to be a member here at Grace River. We go over foundations. It's an acronym. Foundations. What do we believe? What are we built on? Who are we here at Grace River? What are we built as a church, and why do we do what we do? But then L stands for your life in Christ. We want to help you understand that you have a life in Christ, and he has a life for you. O stands for our gifts, and W stands for walking it out. So in this short, condensed time on Saturday, again, February, <laughs> excuse me, February the 9th, um, we're going to be just taking, sorry, 19th, February 19th, uh, I'm just uh, getting corrected as we go here, but February the 19th, it's going to be a great time on a Saturday morning, 9 o'clock till 12, we're offering breakfast and we're offering lunch, don't get too excited about breakfast, that's usually like yogurt and water, right? So we're offering something, though, for you to come, have great fellowship. We'll move through this material. It's not going to be boring. We're going to have a blast. But here's the, here's the key. Here's what I want. If you're new to the church, I want you to be a part because it'll let you know exactly where we're going. It, I think we can all agree that moving through uh, this pandemic and moving, trying to move out of what has been happening the last several years has been very different. And I assure you, churches have had to come to the place where they understand ministry is about winning and leading people to Jesus Christ, not existing to pay bills. And I just want you to see what God is doing at Grace River and how you can be a part of it. But I also, we think it's vital that if you're a part of Grace River, maybe you took flow five years ago, I want to encourage you, please, listen, if you're a part of Grace River, you need to understand that over the last two years, ministry's changed. We're not trying to get back to how ministry was in 2018. We're moving forward in what God is doing. And, and we're encouraging everyone who's even been a part of Grace River to come be a part of Flow. I mean, we're preparing for at least 50 people. So I want to encourage you. Make plans to be there, because we, we know it's going to be a powerful, exciting time. I'm taking a lot of time on this this morning, but we want to encourage you. Make sure you're registered for that. Go online. Get registered. Now, sign up for Grace Groups. Register for Flow. But then I want you to go online also. Maybe this is your first time watching. Um, go online. Let us know that you're here. Go to the website. Uh, just fill out the application there to just uh, let us know how we can contact you. We're not going to harass you. We just want to be able to communicate. We want to be able to let you know God has a plan for your life. But then also, um, sometime between now uh, and the end of the message or toward the end, you know, whenever is convenient for you, we also ask that you worship in your giving. This is not a plug for your money. Uh, God, God loves a cheerful giver. 
So depending on where you are right now and what situation you're in, I'm not begging for your money. This is a part of our worship. I just want to encourage you that when we can't be here together, there are still many different ways that we can give and be a part of the kingdom here at Grace River. So I encourage you to do that. Now, let's get in the Word. If you want to, go ahead and turn in your Bibles to Acts chapter 2. And, and as you're turning there, and as I know the script will be on the screen here in just a minute, but I, I just want to bring us up to speed on a couple of things. We've started this series in Acts, and really the end of last year, uh, you know, churches do this all the time, but we've, we've never really here at Grace River taken a book of the Bible and gone scripture by scripture and really done a study throughout the book in such a way. We might do a series and cover a book in three or four weeks, maybe six weeks. I know last year, Dr. Bucci did a great series on the book of Jude, but even that short little book um, took about four to six weeks, right? That, that's fine. But the reason we're doing acts like we are this year is as we're moving out of this pandemic, I believe it's vital that the church sees what the Holy Spirit did in the early church is still doing in the church so we begin to know how to act. I think it's vital that in these days that we're living, the church show up. And if I can be bold, just for a second, the church has been absent. It really has. It's been absent in our culture. I heard, um, I've been listening to some great material on some educational activity uh, that we're using in our school and we're trying to develop as we are developing leaders in our school. And it, it really resonated with me because one of the educational leaders, when they were questioned about different aspects of the church in education, they just blatantly said, the church has been absent, in their opinion, for the last 100 years. Now, now think about that for a second. What do you mean the church has been absent for the last 100 years? It's been very easy for the church just to huddle on Sunday morning, do their thing, but not live it out throughout the week. Now, that's not a judgment. Unfortunately, to many, it's a reality. And I think if nothing else, COVID has slowed us down long enough to say, wait a minute, am I really living this out? I mean, ask yourself that question. Just, you know, forget I'm preaching or teaching this morning. Ask yourself where you are in the comfort of your own home. Am I really living this out? Or am I just a great pretender? I wonder. Because see, here's the reality. If we really start walking this out, I believe we are going to act differently. I believe the church is going to begin showing up in places we never expected, and not necessarily as a corporate body, but as individuals. You see, this building is not the church. Gathering corporately is vital, but you, my friend, you are the church. Those who have identified and followed Jesus Christ, filled with the power of his Holy Spirit, you are the church. And I believe when we start acting like it, God shows up. So that, that's why we're doing this study. And I just want to read this morning, and I'm not going to take a long time. You know, I, everybody just said hallelujah. But the reason I don't take a long time when we're streaming is I know you have a button. And just with one click, I'm done anyway, right? So I'm trying to get done before you get done, if that makes sense. Amen? Can somebody give me an amen online? I don't know what that looks like. 
Let's read this together. Acts chapter 2. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and filled the whole house where they were sitting. And then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues, and the Spirit, as the Spirit gave them utterance. And they were dwelling in Jerusalem, Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused, because everyone heard them speak in his own language. And then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, are not all these who speak Galileans? And how is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were born? Parthians and Medes, Elamites, those dwelling in Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, and parts of Libya, adjoining Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them speaking our own tongues and wonderful works of God. So they were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, whatever could this mean? Now again, there's, there's just no way. Just relax. There's no way I'm getting through all of this. There's too much meat in here. But I want to talk for just a few minutes about the sound of the Holy Spirit. Sound. It's obvious that when we're reading this, automatically my mind goes to the fact that there's over 14 nations represented. The Bible tells us that every nation under heaven at that time, including Jews from Rome and proselytes, so even those who had been brought into the Jewish religion at that time, were here and hearing in their own language. But what does it mean, that first statement, we're going to be picking this up next week. What does it mean, that first statement, <clears throat> the sound? We know the Holy Spirit was promised in the Old Testament, Joel tells us, and Peter will quote this in just a few more verses, and we'll hit this next Sunday, but, and it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, he says. I will show wonders in the heaven and earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned to darkness, the moon to blood, before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that everyone, whoever that calls on the name of the Lord, shall be saved. They'll be saved. What does that mean? That means that God, even in the Old Testament, was preparing us for something that would save everyone. A redeemer, a plan was in place. A promise was coming. Jesus in John chapters 14 and 16, teaches us about this coming of the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 1, we read this a few weeks ago, Jesus even tells the disciples, listen, I command you, stay in Jerusalem until you have received the promise. You've heard it from me, John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and all the ends of the earth. What is he saying? What I said just a few moments ago. It's not about can we just gather here. He said you're going to be witnesses. When you receive this power, you're going to be witnesses everywhere. 
It starts here, but everywhere. Well, what does that mean for us today? What does that mean right now? Even Paul talks about the Holy Spirit. In Galatians, he says, Jesus Christ, it's in him that we might receive this promise. Galatians also leads to what Paul says in Ephesians. Chapter 1, in him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit. You see, the Holy Spirit is at work even today. It wasn't something that just happened and it's over. The Holy Spirit is at work. Now, we get a little hung up on what we think the actions of the Holy Spirit are, and I'll deal with that in a few days, in a few weeks, but I want to specifically talk for a very few moments about sound. What is the sound? Pentecost itself, pente, meaning 50. Pentecost was 50 days after Passover. When we know that Jesus Christ is our Passover, we know that now we are entering into the 50 days. Jesus has risen from the dead and was with the disciples for 40 days, ascended, and then they went to Jerusalem to wait, and now it's Pentecost. In the Jewish traditions, it might be called the Feast of Weeks or the Feast of Harvest. What happened at Passover now and when the children of Israel were delivered from Egypt in that original Passover in Genesis, then they found themselves 50 days out. They're at Mount Sinai. God is giving Moses the law. He comes down, and the people there are just blown away because there are sights and sounds, the thunderings from the mountain, because God is giving a law. God is giving them a law that we already know we can't keep. But see, what God started, he completes. Jesus coming at Pentecost through the power of the Holy Spirit was a completion of what God was doing. And it all started, I hope this makes sense, it all started with a sound. They're in the upper room, and the Bible says there was a sound as of a rushing, mighty wind. Now, I just want to stop right there, and we'll stay there for just a few more moments. And we'll pick this up again next Sunday when we're together. What, what am I talking about with this sound? There's a lot of noises in the world today. On any given day, you'll watch the news, you'll watch the media, and there's a lot of noise, a lot of noise, a lot of hype, a lot of things happening. A lot of times when we hear noises, we've already got defined what they are, right? I mean, some of them make sense. You know, you, you hear a typical noise on a regular basis, and if you hear it again, it just, you know what it is. Maybe you know someone who lives near a train track. You know, believe me, I've, I've lived there before. I've lived near fire stations. And when you first move in, every time that siren goes off or every, tire, every time that train may go by, if you're living near train tracks, you're thinking to yourself, this is going to drive me crazy. But do you know that we are very capable at becoming accommodating and completely satisfied with noise? We get so used to it that the fire station trucks can buzz by without our attention. 
we get so used to living by the tracks that the trains can come by blowing their whistles and you're just having a conversation. They don't interrupt you anymore. It's just, normal. It's just a part of your normal everyday life and you get used to it, right? A couple of applications there, I know. I'm not going to get into your business. The Holy Spirit can speak to you. So whether you're busy and you've got just acclimated to life, it, it, it's easy. It happens to all of us. But I wonder sometimes, have, have you ever been in a situation where you've heard a noise and you can't identify it? You've heard a noise or you've heard something and it doesn't make sense. Something else about this noise, too, when the book of Acts is talking about the Holy Spirit, they were in the upper room and a noise or a sound as of a rushing mighty wind. The Holy Spirit is always referenced as a wind or breath. We know that he is the third person of the Trinity, but spirit itself means pneuma. That's why the study of pneumatology is considered the study of the Holy Spirit, right? Now, there's your Greek lesson for today. But here's, here's what I'm saying. The wind and the Spirit of God is always at work. Sometimes we get too used to it. Sometimes we don't understand what it's doing. Sometimes we hear it, and it totally makes sense. But the beautiful thing about the sound of the Holy Spirit is you never really see it, but you see the effects of it. You don't see it, but you see the effects of it. Now, what has that got to do with our lives today? I just want to encourage you this morning to understand that the Holy Spirit is at work in your life, whether you understand it or not. The Holy Spirit is at work. There's a lot of noises out there. And no matter how you define those noises, because some noises are very negative. Some noises are not truth. Some noises are trying to get you to believe things that, quite frankly, are just not true. And you have to make decisions whether you're going to believe those or not. But the, the real decision you need to make is, do you trust the Holy Spirit with all the noise happening? Do you trust what God is doing with all the noise taking place? Uh, there's a passage in the book of Ezekiel, Old Testament. Very familiar story, Ezekiel chapter 37. And I just want to touch on a few of those passages here because God takes this prophet and he sits him down on the side of a hill and he says, look at the valley in front of you. What do you see? And when Ezekiel looked out, all he saw was a valley full of dead, dried up bones, skeletons, useless. It would be easy to look at your situations and see nothing. Death, dried up, no hope, business is going down, the economy's going down, everything's going down, leadership is going down. Politics drives us crazy. The, the, the coronavirus, everything about it. COVID's out there. We can't now, every different strain of the virus, can we wear a mask? Do we have to wear a mask? Do we, do we have to get a shot? Can we get a shot? Where do you get tested? If you're not careful, you look at the landscape and all you see are dry bones, hopelessness. And that's the only noise you listen to. But, but I love it because when you get to the aspect of uh, what Ezekiel is trying to say in chapter 37, here's what he says. 
He says, I want you to look at that death, Ezekiel, and I want you to see life. I wonder if you could do that. Instead of seeing things that are twisted and things that are turned upside down, I wonder what it would look like if you could see life. So he says, Ezekiel, I want you to, I want you to start speaking to this. I want you to start saying things. I want you to start prophetically saying things. And you say, well, pastor, come on. I'm not a prophet. I thought we were talking about acts. I don't, I don't know if I get a hold of this prophetic stuff. Listen, here's what I want you to practice this week. Instead of seeing death, start seeing life. Instead of, start, instead of seeing a bad relationship, you know, maybe, maybe a marriage. Now, listen to me, guys. Please listen to me. Maybe your marriage is in a bad spot. I'm not saying look at your spouse and say, I'm speaking life right now. Things are better. Things are better. You might get slapped. So I'm not saying walk around and just be, you know, that person that's like, you know, this isn't real. I'm praying for a better wife. I'm praying for a better husband. Okay? You may need one, but it doesn't mean be crass. What it does mean is I wonder what it would look like if instead of looking at the valley of bad marriage, you started saying, wait a minute. I wonder if God could breathe on this again. I wonder what would happen if God breathed into this marriage afresh and anew. I wonder instead of me listening to the noise of it can't work, I I wonder what it would look like if I realized that maybe the noise was the sound of God blowing new life into that marriage again. A new wind. Maybe it's your business. Maybe it's your finances. Maybe, you know, this isn't about us always getting what we want. It's always seeing life as what's before us. You see, God may be trying to raise things that you think are dead and gone, and you've been trying to move on as quickly as you can, and God's saying, no, I need you to understand it's not what you can do. It's what the power of my Holy Spirit wants to do in you. It's not how can you get through this, and that might even be how we're praying. God, get me through this. God, please help me through this. And God's saying, no, see, I want to get something through you. And instead of you not understanding that the noise just could be. See, I'm a firm believer that through this whole COVID thing, the COVID has been nothing but the noise of what we could look at as being, man, this has been tragedy. But to me, it's been the sound like the wind, and the Holy Spirit is using it to breathe life. Oh, I know. I know we've lost loved ones. I've lost several friends to this disease. But see, if if we are limited to what we have right now, it's hopeless. But when you understand God has not just prepared, but already introduced us through Jesus Christ to a new path for eternity, this is not the end, folks. That's why nothing is hopeless. All things are possible with God. And I just, I'm saying that because I want you to understand God is still at work. Yes, next week I want to talk about the signs that we saw in the speech or the languages Because I do, I want us to walk through that because we get so stuck sometimes on on trying to just participate in those 
things thinking that that's exactly what God was trying to prove or do. See, all God at Pentecost was doing was letting him know that this thing that happened in occurrence settings from time to time in the Old Testament was now worldwide. It was to every generation. It was to every national group. It was to every language. It was to every person. And it was going to go throughout the earth. Nothing can stop it. Sometimes the noise that you're so afraid of is just God moving you in a new direction. Let that sink in for a second. Sometimes the noise you're hearing that is scaring you to death is really God getting ready to show up in a new way. It's God getting ready to show up in ways that, that even you're trying to run from. But as we see in the book of Acts, it was like the scene of an accident. They heard a noise, and they all came to see what was going on. I wonder what it would be like, and I wonder what it would look like. I wonder what it would sound like if the world started getting around our lives because they just want to see what's going on. I'm going to pray with you, and I just pray that God would just maybe plant something in your spirit today. When we close in prayer... I want you to ask yourself a couple of questions, and, and maybe if you're with the family, just talk for a little bit. What noises are you hearing? What noises are you listening to? Is it the Holy Spirit? What noises can you draw, uh, draw yourself into? What is it about what God is doing that you can participate? What is it that maybe you're running from that God's driving you toward? I just encourage you to maybe spend a few moments in discussion. Contact us here at the church. We want to know what God is saying, what God is doing in your life, how God is leading you. But more importantly, as we progress in this week, get connected in a grace group. I hope to see you next Sunday. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for this day. God, I pray that you would just bless people right now in your name. God, do a work in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, have your way. Lord, in all that we do this week, I pray that you be magnified. I pray that you be glorified. Lord, I just ask this in your precious name. Father, as you lead us and guide us and direct us, Lord, help us to hear those sounds that draw us to you and not be afraid. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Be safe. We'll see you this week. This podcast is a member of the Grace River Podcast Network. To listen to more of the podcasts in our network, head over to graceriverva.com slash media. We would love for you to join us in person or online on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. for our weekend worship experience. Our campus is located at 5045 Indian River Road in Virginia Beach, Virginia, or you can find us online at graceriverva.com. Grace River exists so that every generation can experience the transforming power of God in every area of their lives.